Hey everyone, I'm Jessie Neal and welcome back to my podcast. This is not about your body. I have been thinking a lot lately about what it means to feel loved and likewise what it means to feel hated. And I say this uh, for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, if you've seen any of my work, you've probably come across the idea that to feel fat is not a feeling. Uh, it's something that, you know, people will often use. My clients will often use the, the phrase, oh, I feel fat today, or I was feeling so fat this weekend. But the truth is feeling fat isn't really, it doesn't exist, right? For the most part, when people say that they are referring to a negative emotional state of some kind, uh, sometimes they are feeling anxious. Sometimes they are feeling sad or lonely. Um, sometimes it's about some kind of worry, like I am worried that I don't belong here or I have, you know, a feeling of being disconnected from the people I want to be connected with or I'm feeling like my relationships are threatened or I'm feeling like I can't get what I want or need because of the way I look. So a lot of stuff can be going on when you feel fat, but what I help my clients do is like get really, really specific, be super nuanced, really dive into what the actual feeling is because you can't really feel fat. I mean, you could you know, you could somatically acknowledge that you feel bigger than you used to feel. That would be a, a useful way of putting I feel fat, um, sort of in comparison to how it felt to be in a smaller body, for example. But that's not usually what people mean. They're not actually describing the sensation or awareness of being in a bigger body just for its own sake. They're describing what that sensation means to them and what it, the sort of consequences and significance that it comes with usually in their subconscious mind. So that is what we're talking about typically when someone says, I feel fat. Now, something else that comes up a lot is people will say, I feel like everyone hates me. And this is super interesting because again, feel like everyone hates me isn't really a feeling. And most of the time, very similarly to how a client could say, you know, I know I'm not fat, but I feel really fat right now. Or, you know, I know I haven't gained weight, but I feel super fat today. So these are things that are really pointing us in the direction of there's, there's cognitive dissonance. Like their conscious mind doesn't actually believe the thing their subconscious mind is telling them. But they sort of believe it, right? There's like some part of them believes it or, or they're not really sure what to do with it. Uh, so the same thing happens with I feel like people hate me. People say, you know, I know my friends and family love me, whatever. But like, I just feel hated. I feel like everyone hates me. And this is probably more common than anyone realizes, this particular phrase. It comes up a lot in my clients' uh, conversations. And I also recognize it comes up among my friends sometimes, particularly friends who are dealing with anxiety and depression. And so when I recently, um, you know, I posted about what depression feels like to me on Instagram recently, and I got a bunch of really, really moving comments of people sharing um, their sort of interpretation or to the best of their ability, the putting into words the experience of what it feels like to be depressed. And there's something about that that is really, really close to what we're talking about when we talk about feeling hated. It's about feeling isolated, feeling like you don't belong, feeling like people don't like or accept you, feeling separate, feeling um, not as good or feeling undeserving or unworthy of those relationships or feeling threatened or in danger, which can just be anxiety. You know, the feeling like everybody hates me, which means I'm going to end up alone, right? There's like a, a sort of spirally forward 
casting um, discomfort to that feeling or thought. And it comes up a lot around body stuff only, I think, because people who struggle with body image issues are often struggling with self-worth and other uh, anxieties, as well as sometimes other mental health issues like depression. And granted, like right now, kind of, you know, more people than ever are dealing with mental health issues, but there is definitely a connection to the idea that someone would feel fat or feel ugly or feel, you know, whatever this is, this feeling that is not a feeling, that is actually somewhere in the realm of like an assessment of how they're doing in the world regarding their appearance or their body. And that same kind of feeling, which is not a feeling, regarding how they're doing in their relationships. So they come together a lot. You know, a lot of times it's the same people saying one week they feel just super unattractive and then the next, you know, week they feel like everybody hates them. And, and there's something about it that essentially doesn't always mean the same thing, but, you know, there's a lot of nuance, a lot of uh, really specific language that we can put to this, but it's thematically very similar because it's about feeling something that isn't a feeling. It's about an assessment, a worry, an anxiety, uh, a sort of state of darkness or uh, disconnection that kind of like gets rolled up into your conscious mind as, as a feeling. And then when you go and explore it, you're like, oh, I don't even believe this, but it's, there's something there. And when I think about this, I also think about its opposite. Because what does it mean to feel beautiful? Or to feel thin, for that matter. That's not something people ever really say. Um, what would it mean to feel thin? People don't usually say it because on a day that they feel good about themselves, they may actually feel thin, but they don't usually worry so much about it the way that they do on a day that they're feeling really bad about themselves and are trying to put language to that feeling bad about themselves and they end up with something like, I feel fat or ugly or unattractive. So I don't hear people say I feel thin very often, but I, it's totally possible that there is that same kind of assessment leads to something they experience as a feeling, even though, again, <laughs> I look closer to cultural norms today is not a feeling. You know, that is an assessment. It's a thought. And it, it has significance and meaning. It might, it might be that because I am closer to cultural norms and ideals today, I feel proud of myself or confident in knowing that people won't reject me today or is something like that. That could totally be true, but it's still more of a thought than it is a feeling. So all of this, the I feel beautiful sort of antithesis of I feel ugly or unattractive is an interesting question. Like, what does that mean? How do you know you feel beautiful? And again, most of the time when people say it, uh, well, actually, this one's not necessarily most of the time. Some of the times when people say it, they are using it as that same kind of thought assessment, like I am closer to cultural ideals today, and therefore I feel good about how I look. And that translates to me as a feeling, I feel beautiful. Sometimes it's something else entirely, like I feel happy. I feel, you know, maybe I've just had like amazing connective experience or intimacy or sex or conversation or something, and I'm just feeling really good and nourished and full. And, and in that moment, if I catch, you know, myself in the mirror or whatever, I'm like just, you're, you know, content with what I see. And that might be another place a person would translate all of that experience into a feeling that they identify as I feel beautiful. I know personally that's something that I've experienced is there are times where I, I feel beautiful, which is really to say like I feel good and 
that good feeling is sort of translated into me seeing myself uh, and, and understanding myself in that moment a very particular way. So it can be either. But the opposite of I feel like everyone hates me or I feel like everyone's mad at me. That's another one that I get a lot. People say, I just feel like everyone's really mad at me or I feel like nobody likes me. So the opposite would be, I feel like everyone likes me. I feel loved. I feel, um, I don't know, like I'm making everyone happy. Like, again, this is not stuff we hear. I don't think I've ever heard a client say, I feel like I'm making everyone happy or everyone's happy with me. Um, because people who think about that kind of thing typically are in the realm of anxiety and worry and people pleasing and, you know, trying to earn their worth and whatever. And people who are feeling really content and nourished in their relationships and not worrying about that stuff don't often think about it in, in the language of, I feel like I'm making people happy. You know, they're just, they're just enjoying the, the security they feel in their relationships and, and for whatever reason are able to let go of those that don't feel so secure. So the opposite of, I feel like everyone hates me would be, I feel like everyone loves me. You could also just say, I feel loved. And this is something where in relationships, I talk to a lot of women particularly, and, and especially women who are partnered with men, although, you know, this is not necessarily gendered or uh, sexuality based, this just happens to be who I hear talk about it the most, is women who will say a lot of their mood, a lot of their uh, self-worth, a lot of their confidence day to day is based on how loved they feel by their partner. And I know personally, so I'm someone who's been struggling with depression for a while. Depression and anxiety definitely alter whether or not I'm able to receive love from my partner. I trust him. I believe him when he says this, that he is not dramatically swinging from week to week or day to day in the way that he loves me. But I do dramatically swing from day to day or week to week in how I experience him loving me. And that's kind of an interesting thing just to observe because... Again, this is a topic that comes up in so many of my clients that it affects body image so deeply when a person is feeling really down on themselves, like everyone hates them. That's usually when body image and body dysmorphia are the worst and vice versa. When someone feels really loved, when they're really nourished in that way, when they're able to receive that love, they tend to feel their best, feel their lightest, feel their calmest, and body image issues tend to be at their, you know, least problematic. Body neutrality is the easiest to access. So what does it mean to feel loved? You know, this is something that I've been interested in and in wanting to talk to people about, wanting to ask my friends about, I've been talking to my partner about, like literally where in your body do you feel love? Loved, I should say, by someone. Because I'm not so convinced that this is a feeling either. But it absolutely is a concept for a feeling that we all understand, which is to say someone can make you feel loved. That's a big common thing we hear people say, oh, I chose to marry this person because they just made me feel so loved. Well, what the heck does it mean? Like, where in your body did you feel the emotion of I am loved? And what does it feel like? And what does it mean? And why do you not feel it sometimes? And what does that mean? And is this all part of the same sort of assessment as sometimes you feel hated or like nobody likes you? And what does that mean? And how much is any of this really based on how much people are actually loving you or hating you compared with how much you are actually receiving and why, you know, we, we are in different moments able to receive different amounts 
of people's love and approval and affection versus, you know, uh, hatred, disapproval, disaffection, whatever. So this is something that I'm, you know, sort of exploring and I'm really curious about lately because it does inform a lot of the language that people use when they are feeling really good and feeling really bad about themselves in their bodies and in themselves. And if you, even if you don't have a partner, actually, I, I will say that this is true everywhere in life, right? Like maybe a parent tries to love you, but they love you in a sort of love language that isn't yours, right? Maybe your parents try to buy you stuff, they buy you gifts and they send you things all the time, or they're always offering to buy you things and this is their way of loving you, but you can't really receive that. Or maybe you have a partner who tries to do, you know, acts of service for you and they're constantly like getting you a glass of water and mowing the lawn and in their head all day, every day, they're just like loving up on you but they never say it and they don't really show it physically and so you don't feel loved. You know, sometimes we really are talking about a mismatch in the love language, which if you don't know about the five love languages, I highly recommend looking it up. It's super interesting. Um, and it sort of implies that each person has a different way they like to love and they have a different way they like to be loved and they are much more able to receive love when it's essentially like given to them in their language. So. If somebody is loving you in sort of the wrong language, like if their their love language is acts of service or gifts and yours is words of affirmation and physical touch, then you might find yourself feeling unloved. But that doesn't mean you're unloved, right? So that's part of what this is so interesting to me about is like that it's all perception based. It actually has almost nothing to do with whether or not anybody loves you, which is definitely a marker of some of the depression and, and anxiety stuff that I've been unpacking and talking to people about and working through in myself is like, your depression really doesn't care about the facts. And by you, I mean me. I mean, I, I mean everyone, right? Like depression does not care if you are loved or not. Depression is going to tell you that you're not. Um, anxiety does not care if people are mad at you or not. It's going to tell you that they are. So there's these messages that are like mental health uh, blockers, basically to you being able to receive goodness, to receive a feeling of security in your relationships and safety in your relationships and, you know, joy and calm and goodness in the world and a feeling of well-being. It's going to keep you from being able to feel those things. And when you can't feel those things, it's really difficult to feel loved because I think when we say loved, that is kind of what we mean is like sort of generally good. Like having a feeling of well-being in the world Having a feeling that our needs are more or less met, we're more or less safe, we're more or less good, and we feel more or less, you know, just like all right in the world. That feeling of well-being, I think, is, is really what we sort of mean when we say, I feel loved. Because someone could be loving the absolute shit out of you, and if you don't feel good, you're not going to report to someone else that you feel loved. You might say you intellectually know that you're loved. You know, I mean, I would say that is certainly the case with people, you know, who have a tough relationship with their parents, for example. They might say, I know they love me, but my God, it's hard to receive. You know, it's hard to feel that way because they're constantly criticizing me and they're constantly like, you know, putting me down or whatever. And this is their way of trying to love me because they they want the best for me and blah, blah, blah. Like you can absolutely intellectually connect to the idea that somebody loves you without feeling loved. And likewise, I guess we could say it's probably true the opposite too. Like you, I don't know that anyone, it's, it's kind of actually rare to really have someone you know hates you. 
But if you did, like, let's say you had like a horrible relationship with like an ex or a sibling or something, and you're like, that person hates me. No, for real, they hate me. Even then, you don't necessarily have to feel what we consider the feeling of, I feel like I'm hated. Because again, that feeling of I feel like I'm hated is really just a feeling of shittiness. It's like just a terrible, I am not okay in the world feeling. Whereas to say, yeah, I know that person hates me doesn't necessarily have to feel terrible. You could not feel bad about that at all. You could be like, yeah, and I hate them too. And like, honestly, <laughs> I'm really glad we don't talk anymore. That's okay with me. I don't, I'm not bothered by that. You wouldn't necessarily report feeling hated in that situation of someone actually hating you. But you might feel hated when your partner, you know, uh, doesn't text you back for two days. You know, or you might feel hated when your friend said she was going to call you, but then didn't call you. And then half an hour into the time you're supposed to have a call, she texts you to say, you know, this thing came up and she, she's constantly flaking on you and like, whatever. You might leave a scenario like that where you're like, you, you know, your friend doesn't hate you, right? You're like, I can intellectually say she still loves me. She's just flaky. But in that moment, what you come away with is that feeling of not having well-being in the world, of not being supported and connected and safe and, and nourished and okay. And in that moment, you might say, I feel like everyone hates me, or I feel like she hates me or just hated. So these are the moments where I'm like, what are we really saying? If someone can hate you and you don't feel hated... What the heck does it mean to feel hated? If you can feel hated and nobody hates you, what literally are we actually talking about? And likewise, because this is so important to understand, if somebody can make you feel loved, does that mean that they can also make you feel not loved? And is this literally linearly connected to whether or not they are loving you, to whether or not they love you? You know, it's a fascinating question because I want to know what it means to feel loved so that we can help more people get there, particularly people who are able to intellectually connect to the fact that they are loved but aren't able to feel it. Because that is really fundamentally a huge portion of my clientele. People who feel unsafe, like they're not okay, like things are not okay, their relationships are threatened, their place in the world is just not, it's not secure. Um, you know, this general sense of not having well-being, not having a feeling of goodness. Those are also the people who are going to say, I hate my body. And the ones who are just feeling generally good are going to have a, a much less likely chance of like really struggling with body image. And we can talk about why that is, you know, all the many reasons why just feeling bad about yourself in general, feeling unhappy in general leads to body image issues. Um, but that would take us down a completely different path than it's a podcast for another day. But I'm very interested in this idea that it is not connected. This thing we call a feeling is not a feeling and it's not connected to what is actually happening in the world. And I know with my partner, I think about this a lot because when I am, like right before my period, because I have premenstrual dysphoria disorder, um, which basically means like things are just really terrible for the week before my period. Uh, when I am in that time, quite literally nothing he does can make me feel loved. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, he could like write me a song, throw me a parade, cook me dinner, 
like, give me orgasms and massages. Uh, give me a toast or a speech about how much he loves me. And just sit and stare at me all day waiting for instructions as to, like, how best to take care of me. And I would still not feel loved. Because something happens during that week. My feeling of being a person in the world is so unpleasant. And sometimes this is true during my, my regular depressive episodes as well. But it's, it, they always seem to sort of coalesce during these hormonal uh, sort of crashes that I get. And, and nothing on earth. I text my friends about this. I'll be like, so I'm feeling unloved. I'm feeling like, you know, Drew couldn't possibly love me because I had to cook my own breakfast. And they'll be like, oh, did you ask him to make you breakfast? I'll be like, no. <laughs> you know what? But I don't feel loved because if he'd known... If he'd loved me, he would have known, you know, or like if he'd loved me, he wouldn't have put sports on when I didn't want to hear sports. Or he, if he'd loved me, he would have such and such, right? Like my brain comes up with like absolute garbage and I don't, I don't intellectually believe any of it, right? Like I, I can't actually say I believe any of it, even in those moments. But it doesn't matter because what I feel in those moments is what we call the feeling of unloved, right? I feel anxious. I feel sad. I feel isolated. I feel alone in the world. I feel disconnected. I feel bad. And that's what that translates to because I can't receive any amount of love and I can receive an absolute shit ton of bad feelings because that's what my brain is up to, you know, like in those moments chemically, it's just like, hey, we've run out of joy chemicals, but here have some stress chemicals. So then what I take away from that, and, you know, we're like storytellers by nature. We like to come up with narratives to explain what we're, what we're feeling and what the hell's going on. My brain makes up some stuff to make sense of it. It's like, oh, well, I guess I'm just not loved. That must be why I feel this way. Even though he's doing the same thing he would have done yesterday and the same thing he's going to do tomorrow. And yesterday and tomorrow, I might feel loved. And today I don't. So this is why I'm like super interested in it on a personal level. This is a huge thing with my clients, but it's also like just a fascinating thing in my own experience. And likewise, I would say with friends, with family members, I get the same thing, but probably to less of an intense degree. And maybe that's just because I don't live with them. So it's not quite so present. Like I rarely think to myself something like, oh, my, my friend or parent doesn't love me. Like that doesn't necessarily come up, but I will be completely unable to receive the love. And that feels terrible too. I remember one time, um, I think I might have called my mom or hugged my mom. There was something. I was feeling awful again. It was this like PMS week. It was just awful. And I have a lifetime of association of being comforted by my mother. You know, like if mom hugs me, I feel better. That's pretty much always been the way. And I remember, I think, I think she was hugging me or holding me or something. And I was like, oh my God, I don't feel any better which means she couldn't comfort me. I couldn't receive the comfort. She was still comforting me, right? Like she was still doing the thing. It was active on her part, but I couldn't receive it. I did not feel comforted. I did not feel better. And that was one of those things where I was like, this shit is chemical. Like my whole life, I've been able to feel better and receive her love. And in that moment of just like depressive, anxious darkness, nothing happened. Which I wouldn't have then been like, oh, you didn't love me properly. But I, I, w I would say like it definitely lends itself to that feeling that people are talking about when they say, I feel like people hate me. Because all sorts, you know, if like the most overtly loving gestures feel like nothing, then you better believe that a neutral gesture is going to feel like 
they really don't like you and don't care about you and a negative thing you know like someone actually is a little annoyed with you or whatever is going to feel like the end of the world because everything is skewed towards this super negative experience and yeah all of this I just think is super fascinating I am really curious to hear your thoughts if you want to come over and find me on Instagram at Jesse Nealon. Shoot me a DM about this. It's a topic that I'm fascinated by and I'm sort of still sorting through in my relationship and myself and with my clients because like I said, like I don't have an answer for what it is we're really talking about, but I want one, you know? I want us to be more accurate linguistically when we are processing this exact experience because this experience is huge for so many people. And also to really be able to break it down, I'd love to be able to say, here's how you allow people to love you. And I wonder, I do genuinely wonder, is that even possible when a person is uh, sort of mired in depression and anxiety? And if it's not possible, what the hell do we do about it? You know, like, let's say, just for the sake of this sort of thought experiment here, let's say that it's entirely chemical. And when you are super depressed and anxious, uh, you are literally unable to receive the feeling that we associate with feeling loved. So people in your life are trying to comfort you, trying to care for you, trying to show up for you, and all of it does nothing for you. And so you end up feeling really, really disconnected and, and uncared for and alone and bad. If that's true, what would that mean? for people struggling with mental health stuff in relationship? What would it mean for what, what would be ideal then? What would they actually need the people in their lives to do or say? Is there something that we can alter in how we show up in those relationships or that people show up in those relationships with us? Or do we just need to change our expectations? Like, okay, I am not going to feel loved, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't call my mom and have her hug me. She can do that and I don't have to feel any better. You know, like maybe that's the expectation we need to change is I am hoping that my partner makes me feel loved, but he can't because my chemicals today are so screwed up and everything just feels so terrible that nothing he does is going to make me feel loved. And therefore, I'm going to let go of that expectation and instead just focus on something else, you know, maybe focus on getting through the day. I mean, honestly, survival, something like that might be a decent alternative instead of trying to feel better. Because sometimes trying to feel better when you feel awful and you can't feel better just makes you feel worse. This is something that I'm really like, I do wonder about. And I don't know that there's necessarily going to be an answer like, can you or can you not feel loved while you're depressed and anxious? Like all of these things are, every part of that sentence is so subjective and so difficult to research. But I do, I do wonder from a practical standpoint, if you're somebody who experiences this, feeling like your partner doesn't love you, feeling like people in your life, your friends or family, don't love you even though intellectually you don't believe they are swinging around loving you some days and not loving you others but you're aware that you receive it some days and not others what does this mean for you what is this about for you what changes it and i do genuinely believe like i think that mental health stuff plays a really big factor and that maybe that needs to be treated differently but i do also believe that learning to receive love is a skill that learning to receive and allow into yourself somebody caring for you is a skill that requires an enormous amount of courage because it is so vulnerable and an enormous amount of practice because it's very difficult if you have not been practicing. 
And I say this because something like receiving a compliment is the same way. You know, if somebody compliments you, you don't necessarily feel better about yourself. You don't feel the compliment. In fact, you might feel worse, right? You're like, oh, now they're lying to me. You know, if you're anxious, like that compliment is not going to mean anything. And the same thing is going on when we talk about feeling loved. You have to be willing and able to agree that you are worthy of that love in order to accept it into yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to disagree. I'm going to be like, I love you. And you'll be like, yeah, right. You know, I mean, how many times have you experienced that? Someone says, I love you. And in your head, you're like, I bet they're lying. And again, maybe not all of you believe that. Maybe some of you definitely knows they love you. But some little voice, some little anxious voice is still kind of like, that's what someone who didn't love me but wanted me to think they, <laughs> they did would say. You know, like we can argue with anyone about anything if we, if we want to. And not that we want to, you know, but there is this sort of pushback to people loving us when we don't feel worthy of that love, truly and genuinely able to say, yeah, that makes sense to me that you love me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that in and just let it flood my body. Damn, this is so nice. You care about me so much. How lucky am I? Like this relationship feels good. That's incredibly vulnerable, just like wildly and sometimes unbearably vulnerable. Because when you let someone love you like that, you also give them the power to break your heart. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. And a lot of people are struggling in the spaces with mental health issues getting in the way of that. Like, it's really difficult for someone who's deep in depression to say, I'm worthy of love, you know? So it's no wonder that in those moments, it's extremely difficult to feel and receive the people in your life who care about you caring about you. No matter what they do, you're just sort of in that argument place. Everyone in your life could, could again, like they could show up and throw you a parade and just like, write you love songs and do everything you could ever want to feel shown that they love you. And depression and anxiety and uh, low self-worth, all these things can just talk right back to it in your head and say, yeah, right. They're just trying to trick you. They're lying to you. They don't really love you. They just want you to think they love you. You know, like it doesn't matter. Nothing they do is necessarily going to override that voice if that voice is there. So learning how to believe that you are worthy of it and accept it and and step into that incredibly vulnerable, brave space of saying, I will let you love me, even though that means I risk having my heart crushed by you. Like that, that is a skill that can be built and learned. And again, I don't know if it can be built and learned and then always work because in the throes of depression, it just might not. But I do know that for someone with a fairly, you know, stable and healthy mental health space, these are things that I have taught people. These are things that I have worked on myself. These are things that I've seen change people's lives. Because improving your feeling of self-worth, improving the fact, uh, the, the feeling that you are worthy of love, that allows you to receive love. And from there, it's a lot easier to feel loved, <laughs> obviously. Because then it's like you can just go get that tank filled. If you felt unloved, you might go, oh, wow, look at that. I'm lonely. I'm going to go hang out with some people who love me. And then that tank gets filled and you're like, great, I feel loved now. And from that place, it's super practical. It's like, oh, every time I don't feel loved, I just need to go get some love. As opposed to it being almost unrelated to reality in which you just feel unloved no matter what people do. So I hope you can see how much uh, better it is to learn that skill and be able to receive it um, in terms of like your day-to-day -day quality of life because we need to feel loved in order to feel good, you know? Like it's a huge part of our, our sense of well-being in the world. And also, it's kind of hard to define. Whatever loved means, it's, it's almost impossible to define, I would say. Somewhere in the space of being cared about, accepted, seen, known, valued, respected, 
held in high regard or have someone feel warmth and affection towards you. Like it's all of these things, but the definition of what that feeling is, it's really hard to nail down. But what I know for sure is you can't receive that into yourself if you don't believe that it makes sense for people to give it to you, if you don't believe that you're worthy of it, if you can't make the chemicals to make you feel good, you're not going to be able to feel it because it is a good feeling, you know? So it's all these things. And I am feeling like this has gone on for a while and I, I just think it's so interesting that I don't necessarily have any other like advice to push it forward. It's just a topic that I have been super fascinated by lately. So um, feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have thoughts, share your thoughts. Um, otherwise, just kind of kind of think about what this means for you, because learning how to receive love, like, honestly, it might be kind of the big skill here in terms of mental health and body image and the sense of well-being, you know, not for everyone, obviously, because, again, some people don't actually have that. And that just is information for them about what they need to go build in their life. But a lot of people have it and just can't receive it. So this is a super, super crucial skill, a crucial um, capacity for us to be okay and thrive. So I want it to be like stated that I am still in the process of exploring what this means because I think it's really, really important. Uh, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening and uh, I look forward to catching you next time.